From Ramsey Network, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help you get control of your money, get ahead in your career, and get on the path to living well. I'm George Camel, host of The Fine Print and Entree Leadership Podcast on The Ramsey Network, joined today by best-selling author Christina Ellis. And we are excited to take your calls about life, money, investing, emergency funds, paying off debt, how to pay for college, how to get rid of student loans, you name it, we are here for you, America. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Melody kicks us off in Miami. Melody, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. We are happy to take it. You are so excited and we love that for you. (laughs) Awesome. So I'm on baby step, or we are on baby step four, five, and six, and I'm trying to get more refined in how I do the paying for college. I've done a couple things, um, or my husband and I have, uh, like doing prepaid tuition, which I know you don't recommend, and we're also within spitting distance of um, paying off our mortgage. So I'm just trying to refine what I'm doing there. All right. How old are the kids? Uh, 12 and 8. All right. And what's your income? 320 before, you know, gross. Well, that's great news. Fantastic income. And yeah. where are you guys at currently with saving for college? Well, we have um, prepaid tuition, which is like a four-year university plan, which the value of that, if we can we can take it out, is 26K and 27K, so it's about the same. Um, and we've got a UTMA for my son that's like 10 and a Coverdell, um, and then another 529 which I'm not sure exactly where that is because I didn't do it. That was my husband, but I got to look into that. Um, and then for my my daughter, uh, who's the eight-year-old, we also have um, a UTMA and Everdell on 529. So total for my son, who's 12, we've got about 40, and then plus that prepaid tuition. And then for my daughter, it's 25 and the prepaid tuition. Awesome. Well, you guys are doing great. Yeah. The Are you the, worried about not being able to afford it? Yeah. I mean, because I've heard, you know, numbers like 180 for each kid and those kind of numbers. I'm wondering if we can equal, even meet for the 12-year-old. Um, and I'm just wondering if I'm being wise with, you know, three years ago, I thought, okay, babysit five, I'm just going to put it towards prepaid college and I'll be done. But, well, that's not exactly, that's not going to pay for much. So with room and board and all that. Well, yeah, like Georgia, I think you guys are doing awesome. This is a great start. I'm kind of curious, what has been your process for planning for this? Have you all kind of sat down and um, projected about how much you think each college or each student will spend? Or what's your process looked like? Well, it's pretty disorganized, as you can probably tell. Um we we've had various meetings you know what would you like to do this that or the other thing and um we just kind of have done it all um yeah i think without the end goal in mind and that's kind of where i think where i would start is i think i think you all are doing well and i think your heart's in the right place i think you all are um prepared to plan but yeah you said it it kind of feels a bit disorganized and i think that's where some of that anxiety is coming from kind of know it not knowing what the target is, but yet feeling this weight of a mountain of college costs in the near future. Well, how do you determine the target, though? I mean, I guess the Smart Investor Pro is the way to go, but, you know, just like... 
Yeah, so you can go with a SmartVestor Pro. They can help you figure out about exactly how much you need to be saving monthly to get to around where you want to get. But you can also go online. There are a lot of calculators where you can type in, you know, if you th- if you think your student's going to go to public school, the cost of public school, and then it'll break down about how much you need to be saving each year in order to meet that goal. And you can do the same thing with private school, but kind of, you know, it'll give you a ballpark so that you can kind of know how much you should be contributing monthly and if you're on track. Right. So what about this prepaid tuition thing? Should I try to get out of that and try to be more proactive? Do you know if um, there's penalties with that exact plan there's, to get there's out no of? Penalty. There's no penalty. It's just you get what you put in um, as long as your kid hasn't gone to college yet. Yeah. So well, I would, if you can move that over to the some of these other ones, like the Coverdale 529, uh, I would do that. Are y'all working with a Smart Vester Pro right now? No. I would, I'm looking at your income and going, wow, that's impressive and amazing. And with $320,000 to invest and kind of figure out what you want to do, I would definitely sit down with somebody and they can help you get organized with all these different accounts that you kind of have outstanding. They can fig- help you figure out, you know, what's the best vehicle to save in? How much do I need to be saving? Um, you know, each month and just kind of get organized in your finances. Cause I think that's where some of this, uh, just like anxiety is coming from. I think you guys are on a great pace, especially with that income. Um, I think you're going to be able to definitely reach a really good spot in your college savings. Um, But I think it'd just be helpful to have a plan, a really clear, succinct plan. Melody, what's left on the mortgage? 50. 50. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Okay, so just walk this out with me, Melody. You're going to have a paid for house within the next year. Yes. Okay. So then we still have another five years for the first kid to even start college, and we're making 320 and it probably is only going to go up over the next few years. And you're telling me you wouldn't be able to cash flow the rest of school if you had, let's say, 100 in there, and school was going to cost 120 for the four years. You guys could cash flow this easily. Really? Well, we were thinking with the mortgage being paid off that my husband could get a job that he would love more and that would kind of give us a little more do you take a pay cut uh, but he'd enjoy it yeah so he doesn't have to worry about you know making as much as he needs to even though he probably will i mean i don't know why he wouldn't but um i think that's just one of his um you know just a little less stress about how much of a pay cut are you looking at um well i mean he could go uh we, we make about the same, but he makes a little more. Because, um, uh, I mean, even if he took a 40 or $80,000. When you have no pay payments cut, in the world and you're still making 250 or 220 yeah, I mean, you can still cash flow like all of this. Or 80 or something. I mean, I, I can't imagine still being in the field and still, you know, doing that because he's an engineer, engineering manager. But, um, yeah, so you're thinking we can just cash flow the 12-year-olds? Absolutely. Um, whatever, whatever the gap is. So let's you don't again. We don't know what college is going to cost. We don't know what the twelve year old is going to do. And so let's say school is going to cost one hundred sixty grand, and you guys have a hundred by the time he's eighteen, right? Right. Well, at that point, we know the gap. It's sixty grand, and we need to cover that over the next four years. So we need to come up with twenty grand, you know, for three years if we can cash flow the first. So. 
I think we just come up with a plan. I think a SmartVestor Pro is going to give you a lot of confidence in the plan. And right now, it seems like you're doing 17 things at once and just hoping for the best. And I want to give you <laughs> a little uh, a little more clarity in this is what the future is going to look like if we follow this plan. So get connected with one at RamseySolutions.com. But you guys are doing great. With that kind of income and the fact that you're already saving and the kids are young, I think you can breathe easy and sleep well tonight. You guys have done really well. Great, great work. These are the kind of parents we need in the world, Christina. Right. Love it. This is The Ramsey Show. someone do a debt-free scream on the show, it's because at some point they said, enough, I'm not living like this anymore, I've had it. And when you get mad like that and do what they did, your life will change too. And right now, inflation and stupid credit cards are killing you. You've started to believe that you're not in control of your money, but you'd be wrong. You get to decide to control what you can control, and that's you. The guy in the mirror, the lady in the mirror, your behavior you have the power to change your future, and Financial Peace University will show you how. This is the same course I went through almost a decade ago now that changed the way I handled money, changed the way I looked at money. It's a proven step-by-step plan that nearly 10 million people have used to beat debt, master budgeting, and build wealth. And you can do this too. Guys, stop letting debt and money stress control your life. Just say, enough, and take back your control. It's that simple and it's that hard. You can start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash enough. That's RamseySolutions.com slash enough. All right, Christina, you know what time it is. It's time for our Blinds.com question of the day. Their 100% satisfaction guarantee means even if you mismeasure or you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. Today's question comes from Gavin in Ohio. I'm 30 years old and I'm thinking about switching careers. I'm an HVAC technician, but would like to jump into the nursing field. I like the trades, but it's just hard on your body. I was wondering how a person trying to get back into college would go about applying for scholarships. It seems like there are very few scholarships out there for people changing careers later in life. My wife and I are out of debt and I don't want to go back into debt. Well, good for you for starting from that position. I love that you've already put that line in the sand and you're saying, hey, I want to change, but I'm not going to go crazy with it. I'm not going to go into debt to do it. Um, the cool thing is, is while while it may be a little bit more challenging to find scholarships, there are a lot of programs to help you go back to school. For example, here in Tennessee, there's a program called Tennessee Reconnect, where it offer, offers help and funding and guidance for adults who maybe did a different career and want to go back and get a four-year degree. So I would start looking there. I would also consider tuition assistance programs. So there are a lot of companies or hospitals or labs that offer assistance for you to go back and get a degree. So perhaps you can get it completely paid for by an employer while still earning some money. Absolutely. And I was just Googling, you know, nursing programs in Ohio and seeing what it actually costs. So that's part of the homework is going, what does this cost? Where's the most affordable place I can go? You don't need to go to the best nursing school in the country. 
And then know that it's not going to be a a jump into the nursing field. This is going to take some time. You're going to have to really commit to this. And that might mean delaying this dream by a few years. Keep working on HVAC. Kill it. You guys are out of debt, which is awesome. Let's start saving up as much cash as possible in order to cash flow this while we do our homework and look at all the programs and scholarships and tuition assistance that are out there. And that gives us a clear game plan. Christine, I feel like a lot of people just kind of wander in. They go, I don't really know what this is going to, I'll just take out loans. It'll be easier instead of just doing the hard work of going, okay, what is this going to cost? Let's make a plan to get there. And debt is off the table. It's not an option. And that means we're going to get creative and we're going to work really hard to figure out how we're going to pay cash for this. Well, and it's a little bit of work on the front end. When you really think about it, it seems like it's just easier to to just jump in and start figuring it out later. But it's like, actually, if you take a two hour planning session on a Saturday and you lay this out and you do the research and you see all the options out there, it can literally save you thousands and thousands of dollars in the long run. But I love that that line in the sand. I think I think Gavin has a great position starting saying, hey, I want this, but I'm not going into debt to do this. That's that's awesome. It starts with that decision. We're rooting for you, man. Thank you so much for the question. All right. Open phones this hour, 888 Kylie joins us up next in Salt Lake City. Kylie, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can Christina and I help? Hey, I just have a question. We are completely debt-free except for our house. We owe about 140000 on it. And my question is, would it be we? My dad built me this house 10 years ago, and so we have emotional ties to it. He's since passed away. Mm. But I am wanting to um, not work anymore and stay home with my kids. And so we're wondering if we should sell. We we have quite a bit of equity in it. We built it in 2012. And we're wondering if we should sell it and buy a house outright with cash and leave the community that we love and the house that my dad built me and um, pay for a house in cash and be able to be a stay-at-home mom. How much and equity do you have in this house? Four and five. We have, well, it's currently appraised for about 750 so wow. what would that be? That's awesome. That's great. So we're talking about yeah. 600 Yeah. And what's about the price point you're looking at for other houses in the community? You said it's in the same, in the same town? Oh, no. We would have to leave our community, yeah. How much further out would you have to, to go? About 30, 20, 30 miles away. Okay. And does that affect work at all for your spouse? Yes. Well, I, I'm a hairstylist. I work out of my house, and but the goal is to not work. And so I would be giving that up completely because my clientele is in my community, um, mostly in the, that I live. Is it an option and to... So, but for my husband, it wouldn't. Is it an option for you guys to stay in the home and still cover the mortgage and have it be a reasonable portion of your take-home pay? Um. I, well, I would just have to work. We could stay in here. You're saying you couldn't afford it just on your spouse's income. Correct. Ah, okay. How much does your husband make? Kind of where we're, we have young kids. He makes, he makes about 75,000 a year. Okay. What's your mortgage payment? $1,300. Okay. And what's his uh, take-home pay? He brings home about... 1700 1800 every two weeks. So Every two weeks. Okay. 
So close to mm-hmm. four grand a month. It doesn't seem like right. that's wildly out of the ballpark. Is that on a thirty-year fixed rate mortgage or fifteen? That's on a twenty. On a twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we can make these numbers work. I assume that's after he's investing. You guys said you're out of debt with an emergency fund. Are you guys currently investing? Right. Um, no, he just put fifteen percent in his four hundred one k. Okay. Does that that's affect that take home pay? Yeah, well, that's what, I mean, that's what his checks are every two weeks. So okay. About 1700 yeah. I, I think if we can get his income up just a little bit, we can stay in this house if this is, if this is the dream. Well, and just even tightening the budget, because when I hear seventy five k and a $1,300 payment, that does seem doable. If so you I'm said the mortgage payment's three grand, I'd go, right. oh my gosh, this is killing you guys. Or but, if he was making forty. But, but yeah. I don't see this right. as a huge problem if we can just get his income up a little bit and uh, get this house paid off. Because it sounds like you really want to stay okay. there, but you also really want to stay at home. And that's a tough, right. you're trying to weigh those two going, what's more important? Um, right. I mean, do you, at some point, you may have to leave this house. And so at some point, we have to say goodbye and kind of grieve, you know, the emotional attachment of this very special home that your father built and clearly did a great job. Yeah. And you said you right. want to stay home with the kids. Do you currently, um, is your salon outside of the home? No, it's inside of my home. But okay. I work about three full days a week. Do you think that you can? To, it's yeah. starting to like cut into you know their their sports and their extracurriculars and. I wonder if you could thing. kind of back things down, kind of gradually, um, especially if you're you're kind of feeling uncomfortable with the idea of being um, going from having your income to not, and that's obviously making you consider the house situation and selling it. Could you kind of back it down slowly? Maybe go down to like one day a week, or even a half a day a week, just so you have a little bit more buffer room. How would that extra? Feel? Yeah. Have you guys looked into yeah. refinancing to a 15 year and seeing if that actually lowers the payment because of how much equity you have? No, we haven't. Did we might. do that? I didn't know that that... I would reach out to Churchill and just crunch some numbers with them and see if we can get that further down without extending the loan, without raising the interest rate on this. But that might be an option. I don't see this as a fire scenario where I'm going, you got to sell the house. That would be a worse, worst case scenario if this is really stressing you guys out and things are still too tight. That's when I'd start looking at that option. Yeah, I think there's the possibility for a lot of creative solutions. I love that we look at this situation and it's like, you can do this, you can do this. You can try all these different scenarios before you have to sell this house that you love so much. That's a big move. It's costly. And I'd only recommend it if it really catapults you you know, further in the baby steps. And right now it's not really doing that. And this house is really special. This is The Ramsey Show. the Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Christina Ellis today, and we're taking your calls, 888-825-5225. Xavier joins us in Jacksonville, Florida. Xavier, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can we help today? Hey, I just have a quick question. Um, So uh, I love everything you guys do, and thank you very much. I appreciate it. I've learned so much from you guys that I wish they would have talked to us in high school. Um, I'm 35. I'm actually calling on behalf of my 
my mother. She came to me with a, a question about financial advice, and I really don't know what direction to send her or what advice to give her. Um, she, my father, I'm sorry, my parents had to file for bankruptcy about 10 years ago. They bounced back from that, got better credit scores. Everything uh, was good. Um, my mom has kept a separate ledger. She's great on that, but unfortunately, my dad did dive back into about $40,000 in credit card debt. Mm. Uh, including an auto loan. And she had asked me, she's thinking about, uh, I think, refinancing her mortgage, uh, their mortgage, um, and taking a cash-out option to pay off his debt. Does that sound like a good idea? Because I don't really know anything about that. I I don't own a home yet. Um, But for some reason, I'm just getting bad vibes from it. It doesn't sound like a very smart financial decision. Well, you were a wise young man, and the fact that your mom came to you for financial advice tells me she knows that you have that kind of wisdom. And so you're right. We never advise a, a cash-out refi unless there's a divorce situation where you have to you know, let go of the money. Um, so in that situation, I would say she's got to focus on paying off this debt. That's the only way to okay. pay off debt is to pay off debt. And uh, this, the cash-out refi is a shortcut, but what it does is set her – uh, on a path backwards to paying off her mortgage, which means she's not going to be able to retire with dignity. Right, and that's what I'm worried about because, you know, they're 55, so, you know, wanting to retire hopefully in the next 15 years, I just, I'm like, I feel like you're going to be eating into your retirement. It's just not a smart idea. And I personally have always worn away from credit cards. I have zero credit card debt, and so I'm still working on baby step two. But, all right, I just wanted to make sure I gave her the right uh, advice on that, so I do appreciate what's, what's that. Would you guys make... Um, How much do you know? What I paid off? Oh, you said they have a car loan? Oh, oh the auto loan, yeah. So my dad had an auto loan for, it was about uh, $10,000 on a truck. I think, if I remember correctly, the bank offered him a settlement of 4000 to pay it off because unfortunately he's been out of work for the last couple of years. Um, and they were just, they're one, trying to repossess it, but two, they're like, listen, give us four grand and we'll call it even, um, you know, obviously settling for less than the full balance. And did they do it? <clears throat> Um, I told him, I said, if she can get a hold of the bank, that would be the smartest option to go with that and then work on the credit cards later on. Um, but I, I just felt like, you know, taking the cash out. I basically look at it as like a cash advance on your house and it just doesn't make sense. You wouldn't do it on a credit card. Don't do it on your house. Hey, have they taken financial peace? No, they have not. No, I I personally have just stumbled upon the whole Ramsey network in the last couple of months. Um, I recently got into a new profession that I'm really loving and have quadrupled my income and so i'm like okay i need to you know do everything the smart way and and really you know make the right decisions for for moving forward and so i i have no credit card debt i actually just sold my car a couple weeks ago because i was my payments were like 900 dollars a month and i'm like i don't want it anymore i have i have another um truck that you know it's an old hoopty but you know a hundred dollars every cup a hundred dollars every couple of uh, weeks is nothing, compa- you know, for a, a random part that might break versus the nine hundred that I have to pay every month. So, well, I love they think your I'm crazy. I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> That's amazing, and I would just yeah. encourage you to take that raw excited enthusiasm and share that with your parents say hey i just found this plan i am so excited about it i'm just jazzed this is how my life is changing this is what i've done with my income and just encourage them to take this journey with you because 
with your dad going out and taking that extra debt without your mom knowing, it does sound like there's kind of some mindset stuff going on. So, you know, the refinance, all these different things, you know, that could kind of be a quick solution. But I think what really needs to happen is some heart change and for him to really buy into a program alongside your mom, especially so they can work together in the next 10 to 15 years and really make deep progress versus your mom kind of having that fear of, you know, is he really on board or are we just trying to figure out something really quick so we don't, you know, we're not in debt in the immediate term. Yeah. You you live near them? Um, Yes, yes. I actually ended up having to move back in with them uh, just before COVID hit because they both lost their jobs. Mm. And so I was covering the mortgage. Um, I was in school at the time. I had to drop out of school to work Buku overtime to cover the mortgage. And so uh, I'm hoping that one day I can go back. But for right now, I just got my CDL and things have been great in that. Um, So I am blessed with that. Um, My mom before that, unfortunately, has uh, MS, multiple sclerosis. And so there has been ups and downs with her health. And that was the big thing that worried me. I'm like, okay, what if you refinance? What if you do this? What if you do this? And what if something happens where you're in the hospital? I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. You guys, like, I know I'm younger than you and I know parents know best, but it just doesn't make sense. Like the numbers are the numbers. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Xavier, I want to do you a solid here. We're going to gift you Financial Peace University to go through with your parents. I want you to sit down every week, or if you guys want to watch more than that, sit down, watch all nine lessons with them, have some hard conversations, and be be their cheerleader. Be that supportive voice that says, you guys can do this. We're going to get back to work. We're going to get our incomes up when we can. Obviously, your mom's health plays a, a huge part in this, and so it might take longer. But if they want to retire and not be stressed about money, instead be able to focus on getting her health in order, then this is a huge step, getting them completely debt-free. So hang on the line. Austin will pick up, and we'll hook you up with Financial Peace University as well as our budgeting tool every dollar. Well, and I think it's so cool that you're doing it in this spot where you're actually going through it with them. This isn't a spot where, you know, you're on baby step seven and you're coming back and going, this is how you do it. And the parents feel shame and guilt and it becomes this uncomfortable conversation. You are walking through this right now. You are jazzed. You are on fire. And I think if you're just authentic with that, that's a whole different approach. I think they're way more likely to get on board when it's coming from this spot of genuine heart change where you're going through it yourself. You're motivated. You're excited. And they can just jump on board with you. I That's love really it. cool. Way to go, Xavier. All right. Stephen joins us up next in Dallas, Texas. Stephen, welcome to the show. Hey there. How are you? Doing great. What's going on with you? Um, so I'm trying to determine if um, I should. I've got a taxable uh, investment account that I was set up with that I've contributed to um, for the past few years. And it's uh, almost enough to clear out the mortgage. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, now, obviously, there's some tax implications, right? Because it's, you know, the growth, anything that's growth on it um, would be taxable. But I'm just kind of trying to figure out, okay, should I do this? It's, you know, it's a substantial amount, enough amount where um, I'm just uneasy about it, right? To lose that money that's sitting there available. How much is in that account? Uh, 200. And how much is left on your mortgage? 242. And I have the, I have the other amount in my checking. That's more than that. Does that include your emergency fund or could you clear this without touching the emergency fund? Without. Wow. The emergency fund would be separate. How long have, have these investments been in there? Would you be looking at long-term capital gain rates? Uh, they started in, I started it in 2017. Oh, great. When is your last contribution? 
Uh, it's monthly. It comes out okay. every so you'd have a lot less capital gains because of how long it's been sitting in there, which makes me feel better. And so it really depends on what's your, your income that you file taxes with. It fluctuates, but I would say it's safe to say 240. And that's single or do you have a spouse? Single, single, or I mean, I have a spouse, but that's a single income. So you're probably looking at a 15% rate on the capital gains there. Okay. So I'd connect with a tax pro and crunch the numbers of what you're going to owe. But as long as you have that amount set aside and you pay the taxes on that, dude, pay off the mortgage. That's amazing. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate the uh, additional encouragement on it because it's uh, hard to part with that. That's a lot of money sitting there. But you know what? Freedom's on the other side of you cashing that thing out and paying off that mortgage. And that is priceless. That's super exciting. And then you have a fantastic income, and it all stays with you. Imagine that. It all stays with Stephen and your hard work, man. It is paid off. Your diligence, your consistency, your discipline and investing, that's inspiring. Way to go, man. We're so, so happy for you. Come and do a debt-free scream. Why won't you? I mean, that'll be fun, right? Yes. Yes, I mean, even if you that. use the investment account, that's an incredible, incredible achievement that most Americans don't even get to. So we're proud of you, man. This is The Ramsey Show. George Campbell, joined today by Christina Ellis. This is The Ramsey Show. Open phones, 888-825-5225. Lori joins us up next in Spokane, Washington. Lori, welcome to The Ramsey Show. First off, I want to thank you for taking my call and let you know you guys do a great job. Oh, thank you. My question is, you're welcome. My question is, I live on Social Security, and um, I have a large amount of cash in my savings account. Um, With the new law that's just come out with the IRS and everything, I'm kind of afraid of what's going to happen with that money. It's in a very low interest account, so I'm not really making a lot. Should I take it out, buy gold? I really, I'm afraid of the stock market, so I'm kind of lost and asking for your help. Well, we appreciate the call, Lori. How old are you? I'm 62. Okay. And you're not working? No, I'm currently on Social Security Disability. Okay, what does that amount to every month? About fourteen sixty-seven. All right, and that's all the money you have coming in? Yes. Are you able to survive and put food on the table and cover your bills? Um, yes, I sold my house last year and I bought a fifth wheel, so I travel. Um, but I'm afraid to leave that money in my account. I don't know what they're going to do with it with the digital currency thing they're talking about and the IRS stuff. And How much money is I in that account? I just make sure that my money's protected. Um, a little over 100000 All right. Well, I want to ease your, your fears. And then I've got a Roth IRA for about 900 $900 in the Roth IRA? Yeah. Okay. And this is just in a general savings account? I'm afraid account? to put it in. The 100000 yeah. Yes. Okay. 
Well, for starters, until we do something more drastic with it, you could put it in a high-yield online savings account, which would give you, you know, right now the interest rates are sitting at about 1.7%, 2%, somewhere around there. What's your money making right now? Okay. Uh, 0.1, I think. Okay. So we can do better than that. The long-term solution would be to connect with one of our SmartVestor pros and make this money work for you and get it into the stock market. I'm not talking about risky single stocks. We're not going to mess with gold. We're not going to mess with digital currency. We're going to put it in mutual funds and index funds that are diversified. And what that means is we're not investing in one single company or one single thing. We're investing across a whole lot of things that have a proven track record. Okay. But I would not put it in precious metals. Gold's got a a terrible rate of return. That's not going to get you through retirement. And the best way to do it to, is to create some cash flow off of that 100000 And it could, you know, with a 10% return in the market, let's say, that could create $10,000 worth of income for you for a while. And Lori, I'm wondering, okay. what is, what's kind of the long-term plan in, term of, in terms of housing? You said you sold your house and you're in a fifth wheel now. Um, is that, is that yes. how long do you think you plan on living there? Oh, you know, as long as I can. I'm sure enjoying the traveling. Um, but there's going to come a point where I'm not going to be able to physically do this by myself. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing another 10 to 15 years, maybe. Well, that's that's another yeah. spot you could put. Um, the money is in real estate. I mean, at some point, if you're not going to be living in a fifth wheel, it might be great to buy a little condo somewhere. It may not be huge with 100000 but you could buy somewhere that could be somewhere you could stay and live out, you know, the rest of your life, somewhere that's solid. And it's you're not going to have to worry about it eating into the rest of your budget. How would you okay. feel about buying property? Well, I, I because I only make a limited income, um, I'm not sure if I could if that's enough to even be able to buy property and have something left for emergencies or anything like that. So is that hundred thousand? Is that everything to your name? That hundred thousand? Yes, sir. Okay, so we need to set aside three to six months of expenses. You don't have any debt of any kind. I have no debt. I just my car insurance and my my fifth wheel insurance. Okay, great. And fuel and food. So I would set aside everything at, is paid for. At least ten or fifteen thousand of that, and the rest I would look at investing with one of our SmartVestor pros into good growth stock mutual funds, index funds that can grow at a much higher rate than point zero one percent because that sucks. Yeah. Yes, it does. And so, um, I, and do you have a suggestion of who I may contact or, I mean, it's hard to know anymore out there who you can trust. So, Well, I've got good news for you. We have an entire team here at Ramsey that vets investment professionals across the country, including in the Spokane area. And so you can trust that they're going to take good care of you. I still want you to interview a few of them and work with the one that you have the best chemistry with, that you trust the most. And their job is to not tell you what to do with this money. It's to educate you and make you feel confident in that decision. And so you can jump on to RamseySolutions.com and click on Trusted Pros. And you'll just enter your zip code and it'll show you a list of about five pros in your area and give them a call or they'll contact you and we can start from there. But right now, you know, sitting on the sidelines in fear is not going to be a great plan to retire with dignity. And I want that for you. And you may need to look into affordable housing because of your situation and see what the options are um, if we can't buy property. Well, I do fortunately have a friend that owns a duplex and so she knows when I get old that the other half's for me. So... In that respect, I think I'm set. That's what friends are sweet. You know, being homeless, but I do want to protect the assets that I do have, and if at all possible, have them grow. Um, mm. 
So that's kind of where I am. Yeah. And so you said RamseySolutions.com? Yes. I'll make sure Austin picks up and we'll get you connected over to one of our SmartVestor pros in your area who can walk you through all of this and make a plan for that money. Thanks so much for the call, Lori. Appreciate it. Manuel joins us up next in San Bernardino. Manuel, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you guys. Thanks for um, answering my call. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks for calling. Thank you. Yeah, um, I had a question. Um, I recently changed jobs. Um, they're closer to my house. They're paying me a little bit more. But my question is that I had a 401k and I had quite a bit of money, uh, like about 18000 but I have that money there, so I, I don't want to. I wanted to switch it to an, either a four hundred one k. If there's a way to do that, or you said it's already it in a four hundred one k. Yeah, in my recent um, job. Is that a traditional four hundred one k that it was in? Yes, not a Roth. Uh-huh. Okay. So what you want to look into is a direct rollover. That's the key word there: direct rollover to a traditional IRA. Direct rollover. Yes. And you can get in touch with okay. one of our SmartVestor pros. They can walk you through that, help you uh, do all of that. I did the same thing when I had an old 401k from a previous employer, and they helped me roll that over into an IRA. And that's what you want to do because that puts you in control. You have way more investing options, and it's not sitting with this old company over there. And that can that money oh, can okay. grow for you with no tax implications. That's why you want to do a direct rollover. You don't want to cash it out, put it in your bank, and then do a money move with it. Yeah, because I was um, the actually the uh, agency where I was um, had my four one k said that I could just dip, um, withdraw a little. I mean, not to withdraw, but like invest little by little, or just the whole thing at all. But I don't know. If there's like taxes deducted from there or stuff like that. I would just roll it over, do a direct rollover to that IRA. That's going to be your best bet. And if your new employer has a four hundred one k, let's just start fresh and start investing future income into that. And if there's a Roth option, that's even better. Do you know if they have that? No, I don't know about that um, yet, but I'm, I'm not, I know they have a 401k, the traditional one, but I just didn't want to roll it over to them. I wanted actually, ever since I started listening to Ramsey, I wanted to open up a Roth IRA. I love it. Well, you can do that, but that's going to have tax implications. So you can open up a new Roth IRA and invest future income into that. And what we say is match beats Roth beats traditional. So if your workplace has a match in that 401k, let's start there. Then let's move to a Roth IRA. You can fund that. The max is about $6,000 this year. And then if you have money left over outside of that to get to that 15% number that we want to hit, you can go back to the 401k and invest there. Okay. Okay. So just Directly just roll it over to, um, the thing is I don't really know, uh, or I, I understand the basics of actually how investing works out. I'm not too much of a pro. That's all right. And That's our, right. our SmartVestor yeah. pros will educate you. They'll walk you through what that process looks like. And if you invest 15% into that 401k at your age, you will be a millionaire, man. And that's the goal. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't need to be, you know, Wolf of Wall Street to do this stuff. So, Go to RamseySolutions.com. Get connected with one of our SmartVestor pros. They'll help you make a plan. They'll help you do the direct rollover. That's what they're there for. Thanks so much for the call. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. I'm George Campbell, joined by Christina Ellis. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back with you. Do you love a good Dave rant? 
Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network, like Borrowed Future. Not so fun fact, America has a $1.6 trillion student loan crisis, and it's out of control. I'm George Camel, host of the Borrowed Future podcast, where we uncover the underbelly of the student loan industry and show you what you can do about it. It'll inspire you to see that it is possible to avoid student loans and graduate college debt-free. Listen to Borrowed Future wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.